Okay, so we got this issue of this toxic smoke going around now. Um, it's affected much of New York City, as you can see. Um, you see how it's looking. All right. So, get into the story. Our talk radio, live in 4K. Wow. So all I could say is wow. All right. Okay. One minute. Insane and insane. All right. For area under an air quality alert because of smoke blowing south for more than 100 wildfires burning all the way in Quebec. It's downright hard to breathe out there. At one point, New York's air quality index peaked above 150. It's a level of pollution that is unhealthy. It's recommended we all keep our trips outside short and definitely don't do any strenuous activities in this brutal haze until the smoke particles clear. And we have Fox 5 live team coverage. Nick is tracking the smoke and the haze in our area. And Teresa Priolo is live in the thick of it. And Weehawken and Teresa, it was like apocalyptic outside. It certainly was, Natasha. And see, you both mentioned shortening your time outside. Tonight, we saw children who were walking, playing outside, coughing, pets caught trying to clear their throats. And as you can see, the skyline behind me, there's still a haze lingering over it. The best way to describe this is if you've ever been near a campfire or a wildfire, it feels like that, not something that is burning hundreds and hundreds of miles away. I've been living in Jersey my entire life, and I've never seen anything like this. If ever there was a day to stop and enjoy the New York City skyline, this wasn't it. A haze of smoke and fire particulates filled the air of the tri-state, making what should have been a bright and beautiful day feel, well, post-apocalyptic. We were on um, the 80th floor of my building having an event, and it was just... What could you see or not see out of the building? You couldn't see anything. The haze and amber skies, a result of wildfires raging out of control in eastern Canada. I thought there was a local fire uh, when I went outside about... 15 minutes ago. According to meteorologists, this haze is due to a slow-moving low-pressure system centered near Nova Scotia. On the west side of that, there's all these northerly winds that are drawing down all this smoke from the wildfires that have been impacting a good uh, across a good portion of eastern Canada, including Quebec. As a result, the air quality is so bad, the National Weather Service rated it unhealthy and put out an alert, encouraging people to stay inside. When we breathe this air, it goes deep into our lungs. These small particles and the organic matter on them can partition into um, the bloodstream through the lungs and then get transported through the bodies. It's something you can feel, smell, and taste when you walk outside. We feel it in our eyes. Uh, my husband's a little more compromised than I am, but he... Yeah, yeah I have lung, lung issues, I have asthma. And it smells like barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> 
addition to the Weather Service alerts, Governor Kathy Hochul and the state's Department of Environmental Conservation, as well as Mayor Eric Adams, warn New Yorkers to stay inside for the next few days. I'm trying to limit my exposure outside a little bit. What is happening? Is it the climate or is something like you just yes, Armageddon? Yeah, it really is very, very strange to be out here. Perhaps the worst part is that this, the, the taste of this actually lingers in your throat. Hey, if you've got these things still lying around, a handy-dandy mask, they're going to come in handy the next couple of days. Steve and Natasha, as we understand it, this will not be done tonight. This is going to linger for the next few days. Wow. You could smell it. You could, you could taste it. That's... There already is some problems with uh, the masks. That same people are having problems with the masks as well. You're going to have to look that up yourself. All right. All right. So let's look into another, another part, another commentary on this. Okay. Because I'm, you know, seeing it from my window, you know, for for I'm at in New York, and it's like, wow, this is not normal. Definitely is not. quality alerts from Minneapolis all the way east to New York City, all the way down to the Carolinas tonight, in fact. Toxic smoke from the Canadian wildfires now threatening the health of some 80 million Americans. This image right here, the New York City skyline, this was earlier today, obscured by the haze. And we're told that haze could be even worse come tomorrow. Here's ABC's Trevor Alt tonight. Tonight, wildfire smoke seeping across the border from Canada, threatening the health of 80 million Americans. To the haze, that's coming downstream. The thickest haze and smoke is actually during the evening hours, so the air quality is only going down. More than 400 active wildfires are burning across Canada, half of them still out of control. The giant plumes of smoke rendering New York City skyline practically invisible. Further north in Syracuse and Rochester, New York, the air quality is even worse. It smelled like, you know, our neighbors might be having a campfire and it's just sort of an eerie feeling. Medical professionals warning the poor air quality is already impacting people. The immediate health risks are worsening of asthma and worsening of allergy symptoms. It can happen immediately in exposure to this type of air quality. Can you recall a situation like this in the Northeast or in this area? This is actually probably the worst I've seen the numbers. The haze stretching all the way to the Midwest in Ohio and south to the Carolinas. And in some areas, it's forecast to be even worse tomorrow. And David, experts say this air quality is most dangerous for pregnant, elderly, or very young people. They do recommend staying indoors if you're vulnerable. And conditions are getting even worse. David, in just the last hour, we've watched Lower Manhattan and One World Trade Center disappear completely into the smoke. David, that's yeah, really something we could smell it coming in through the system right here in the studio. And we wondered if it was the wildfires. And sure enough, with that picture, uh, that's uh, uh, definitely what it is. Trevor, thank you. And again, we'll be watching this over the next couple of days. Thanks, Trevor.
Wow. So that so now people, you know, planes have to be, you know, they have to be grounded. Helicopters have to be grounded. Uh, transportation is going to have some adjustments have to be made for safety reasons. This this is really something to really uh, look, you know, take seriously. All right. But uh, let's look into um, this interesting debate going on in Canada pertaining to the wildfire uh, smoke and how they're de- how what's going on in Canada, how this is causing problems over there. So let's get into that. Working around the clock to keep. This is Doug Ford, uh, the Premier of Canada, the Prime Minister, and he's the one that uh, slashed the wildfire fighting budget to uh, 67%, which is the why we're in this issue right now. Our community safe. Mr. Speaker, they're literally the best in the world. And I, again, I, I want them to know that I'm sure all of us, of all political stripes, have their backs 100%. I know that many towns and cities across our province are being impacted by smoke. And not, not just Ontario, but other smoke coming from other provinces where we're seeing this right across the, the country, unfortunately. This is having a major impact on many residents in these areas, particularly in Ottawa area and northern Ontario. And it's hurting those who are already at risk, like our young people and our, and our seniors. While it's taking uh, place right now, I want them to know that our own fire ranger crews Full force to manage the files. Thank you. Thank you, Speaker. I, I appreciate that. I, I, I will point out that my question was whether the Premier would acknowledge that the climate emergency is making the fire season worse. And I, I Speaker, yesterday the Minister of Natural Resources and Forestry refused to acknowledge a connection between the climate crisis and forest fire. All while this government is doubling down on costly and carbon-intensive gas-fired power. They're doubling down on sprawl. They failed to deliver badly needed transit. And the Conservatives also, let's not forget, weakened their own climate targets, Speaker. I want to ask the Premier, Will the Premier show some leadership today and act on the climate emergency? Premier? Oh, Mr. Speaker. I'm actually in shock that the leader of opposition.
administration is politicizing wildfires. Is It's staggering, really. But there won't be surprised. since 2017 with increased spending on emergency fire preparedness by more than 37 percent mr speaker we have 142 fire ranger crews which are the best in the world ready to go right across our province and we have a fleet of 28 aircraft that uh, fight these fires, including nine heavy water bombers. My number one goal is to make sure the communities and the people are safe here in Ontario. We will spare no expense to make sure that we support our firefighters and our communities. Final supplementary. It's science, right? This is no ordinary fire season. People are worried that this is our new normal and they are scared. In the GTHA last night, the air quality index was among the worst worldwide. And in the Ottawa region, the index was above a level 10, which is about as, as high as it gets. While people closest to the fires are being evacuated, school children in our largest cities are being kept inside. And people with medical conditions are being told not to go out. This is not normal. Speaker, with the very real impact of climate change being felt by millions of Ontarians today, will the Premier reverse course on Order. his plans to pave over the province's largest carbon sink, the Green Belt? Members will please take order. Order. Premier can reply. We're in a crisis. You want to politicize it. But let me let me tell you what the report that out. Politicize it? It is political. What's wrong with you? Ah, why would you say that? Why would you say that? 
oh, no, it's not political. Oh, no, this doesn't, you know, this couldn't make or break your political career. No, no, it's just a little match fire, you know. That's it. Mr. Speaker, a report that I heard, approximately 50% of the fires are started by lightning strikes. The other 50% are people starting campfires, not putting out the campfires properly. So I'm asking every Ontarian, please do not light any campfires. We're out there, uh, all, all the firefighters, I should say, fighting against these wildfires. And yes, Mr. Speaker, they happen every single year. Similar to the floods, the, the uh, wildfires start every single year. We will throw every resource we can to make sure we put these fires out. Who's working around? Man, I don't know, man. I just this is ah. This is this is something that is just I mean, I, I am already feeling Trump vibes with this dude. I feel Trump vibes. <laughs> no, I'm not a Democrat. I know that's coming. Oh, you're a Democrat. No, I'm not a Democrat. I just I just see the level of like just you don't just you let words just fly. Just fly right out of your mouth. Okay, like Trump said Kung Flu. I'm like, ooh. Like, what else did he say? You know, when when it came to, he just said a lot of words that when it came to COVID. It's just like why, a lot of he just just things say things without thinking. All right, that's what I see. Let's see how this is affecting New Yorkers now. They say they could smell the smoke. All right, you can smell the smoke. New York issues health advisory over worsening air quality because what they're dealing with. Okay, but just want to get excuse me into this article right here. New Yorkers are being urged to remain indoors, conserve energy, and limit outdoor fires because of the state's worsening air quality. On Tuesday afternoon, officials warned that the dangerous conditions can result in shortness of breath and irritated eyes, and can even worsen asthma and heart disease in more severe cases. It began last week with wildfires in New Jersey and Canada and will have worsened as the Canadian fires persist. I was also reading some Facebook posts where one person said they couldn't breathe in Jersey. It's no secret that New York is facing extraordinary, extraordinary air quality conditions right now. Nestle Segos, Commissioner of the State Department of Environmental Conservation, said during a press conference on Tuesday, most New Yorkers, all New Yorkers have seen conditions out in the field today. The sky is hazy, visibility is terrible, and you can smell the smoke in the air. Contaminated air comes with living in metropolitan areas like New York City, although the overall presence of harmful pollutants is currently declining. But a recent period of unhealthy air statewide caused by wildfires, including one in Nova Scotia last week, is compounding what urbanizers experience daily. This contaminated air conditions particulate, particulate matter which can result in a host of health issues. At the end of last week, there was a spike in ground level ozone, a dangerous chemical produced in hot, humid weather. On Tuesday, the city surpassed the aggravating air quality that it had experienced right after Memorial Day. 
concentration of particulate matter in the city air peaked in the morning, reaching nearly double the levels caused by the Nova Scotia fires. In the state's capital, the air quality index reached 135, Seiko said, which is considered a level of concern for sensitive groups with pre-existing conditions like asthma. As of 3 p.m., the AQI in New York City has reached above 150, constituting an unhealthy risk for more members of the general public. <coughs> the DEC's Air Quality Health Advisory now covers most of the state, Seiko said. The advisory states that children, the elderly, and those with existing heart and breathing problems can be especially at risk. Particulate matter is particularly pervasive because it can also penetrate pretty deeply into our lungs and make it harder for our whole respiratory tract to work and effectively bring in oxygen. Said Gary Ginsburg, who leads the State Health Department Center for the Environmental Health. It makes the work for the heart more difficult. In the statement following the press conference, James McDonald, the acting state commissioner, reiterated the health concerns. Those who experience symptoms or have symptoms that worsen should consider consulting their personal physician, he said. While Canada is still at the beginning of its wildfire season, officials expect difficult conditions to persist. New Jersey wildfire has also contributed to poor air in recent weeks. Ginsburg said there isn't enough data to show what long-term effects of the exposure to this kind of air pollution on residents. We can't rule out long-term adverse health effects from inhaling any kind of smoke over the course of hours to days. It's best to be cautious. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. I didn't show the article up there. That's the article I was reading. All right. Here's some stuff to know about uh, Mr. Doug Ford. All right. Let's get into this. All right, meet Doug Ford, one of Canada's most unpopular politicians. From alleged drug dealing to his inability to deliver the vaccines, here's a fairly complete list of every controversy from the man who used to live in Rob Ford's shadow. Okay. Over the weekend, Canadians in general, Ontarians in particular, may have felt a sense of ease of deja vu as Washington Post piece calling for Ontario Premier Doug Ford's resignation became the most, ready, most read story on the U.S. newspaper's website. It's been almost a decade since another Ford, Doug's younger brother, Rob, made the headlines south of the border and everywhere. And then, as now, the head, those headlines were not exactly friendly. Were where Rob Ford was routinely covered for his popular commentary and substance abuse, Doug was slammed by Waco columnist David Maxgrove for his actual governing, especially his mishandling of the COVID-19 pandemic, which somehow is worse than ever in the province, and threatening to overwhelm the healthcare system. The editorial just came two days after Ford in a bizarre rambling 
press conference implemented a raft of new restrictions, including outdoor playground closures and significantly increased police powers, both of which have been walked back following swift public backlash. The moves were just the latest in a series of policy decisions made by the Ontario government that seem to ignore signs altogether plummeting the province to a third wave that is exponentially worse than the first or second. Okay. For many, however, WAPO editorial has made has been very <clears throat> has been their first exposure to Doug Ford. So while Ontarians have long known the senior Ford brother for his series of political blunders, the rest of the world may be wondering who exactly the Ecto Bico native is. So here we present a brief history of Doug Ford, told mostly through his checkered political past. Okay. Rich son, alleged hash dealer. To know Doug Ford is to know the Ford family. Doug was born in 1964. He is the second of the four children of Ruth and Doug Ford Sr., the latter of whom was the founder of Deco Labels, a labeling company with annual sales of roughly 100 million in 2011. Ford Sr. was also a one-time backbencher with the Progressive Conservative Party, who gave his sons a real right-wing, self-reliant, up-by-your-bootstrap political vision, according to the Toronto Star. Doug Jr. graduated high school in Etopikoki, I can't pronounce his name, and dropped out of college after two months. For a time in the 80, 1980s, he allegedly sold hash, according to The Globe and Mail, Canada's news, national newspaper. Okay. When Rob ran for mayor in 2010 and won, Doug Ford was elected city councilor for Ward 2, Eto Bakoki. Ward vacated by Rob in March. During his mayoral campaign, Ford was Ford said of his brother, wait until he gets going. Council's not going to know what hit it. John Tory, Toronto's current mayor and a longtime Ford family friend, said at the time that if you were looking for a better run government, Doug Ford is certainly the kind of person you want. Early in his tenure as city council, Doug Ford defended his and his brother's decision to skip Toronto's annual pride parade saying the family was headed to the cottage that weekend instead. The Ford family would choose Pride Weekend for their cottage weekend every single year thereafter. He also got into a fight with Margaret Edward, had a complaint filed against him by the Ontario Coalition Against Poverty for telling an activist to get a job. It sparked a rumor that the New Orleans Saints would be relocating to Toronto as part of the ongoing obsession with bringing the NFL to Canada. All right. See something else about him. All right. Let's see here. Okay. Okay. Hosted a radio show with his brother called Ford Nation during his brother's tumulus morality and said after Rob Ford admitted to smoke to having smoke cracked amid numerous videos showing the then mayor obviously intoxicated. And he had no idea that his brother had any substance use issues whatsoever. Instead, he wished the rest of politicians in the city to come clean the way Rob has come clean. Doug Ford has been a consistent advocate for Crackerjack ill-fated municipal development plans, supporting, among other things, the development of the mega mall in Toronto Portlands, which would also include giant Ferris wheels and monorail. He also proposed digging private toll, private toll tunnel under Toronto's Gardner Expressway if only to help him avoid hitting cyclists with his car. In 2014, the Toronto Police Chief Blair 
Bill Blair served Ford with a defamation notice after Ford accused Blair of issuing a subpoena to Rob Ford to appear in court in the case of his friend and driver, Sandro Lissi. As a form of payback, Doug Ford later apologized in writings for the comments. Two months earlier, Doug Ford said a home for developed disabled youth in Epicurely had ruined the community and called the female Toronto star Porter little female dog. In fall 2014, Ford lost a mayoral, mayoral bid in Toronto after replacing Rob, who was diagnosed with cancer, on the ballot. He was fined nearly 12000 12, for illegal signage during his campaign. The year before, he was accused of buying votes after handing out $20, bill, $20 bills to public housing residents in Toronto. He defended forking out cash, saying he simply didn't have the time to buy gift cards to his much-beloved Tim Hortons instead. Wow. This guy is a walking train wreck. I'm sorry. He's a train wreck. In 2016, Integrity Commissioner Valley Jefferson determined that Ford violated City Hall's code of conduct while he was city councilor by attempting to secure uh, preferential treatment at City Hall for two clients of Dick Labels. According to Jepson's report, Ford did not disclose the company for whom he set up meetings and did business with Deco, and also accepted a gift dinner ticket to a tennis game from one of the firms. Ford called the, the finding a joke. Ford announced that he would run for mayor of Toronto again in 2018, but pivoted to a bid for leadership of the province's PC party. After then leader Patrick Brown's resignation amid sexual misconduct allegations. This guy was just wow. Cheap beer cuts to healthcare and then a pandemic. An investigation into Doug Ford's successful 2018 campaign for Premier, whose entire campaign seemed to hinge on the promise of cheap beer, found widespread evidence of alleged voter fraud in a number of PC nominations, including ballot box stuffing, ineligible voters, and fake memberships. Meanwhile, actors were hired to play Ford supporters at the campaign events, and the premier was accused of sexism during his campaign on numerous occasions. His early premiership involved significant cuts to public health funding and slashing the number of teaching jobs in Ontario by more than 3,400 policy decisions that aged poorly almost immediately. I don't know what to tell you, man. This this guy is just this guy was toxic from the beginning. Just just extremely toxic. I, I don't I don't know what to tell you. His own party should have just banned him. Like, no, you're not getting in. No, you're not running a second time or another time thereafter. That's how it should have been. I, I don't really know what to tell you, man. I mean, this guy is a train wreck. He's corrupt. And um, I don't know, man. <laughs> right now, we're screwed. We got to see what, what, uh, what new stories develop and how this smoke is actually um, affecting people in New York City.
okay? That's what we got to, you know, look out for. And is this even, you know, wildfire smoke? That's another thing, too. Did wildfire smoke. Oh, before I leave this, I'm sorry. I had a. Uh, one okay. Here we go. Telling you, man, I'm getting these vibes. These <laughs> Trump vibes. <laughs> that's what I gotta call them. Y'all gonna get mad at me, but hey, that's what I call it. Trump vibes. Premier Ford blames campers and lighting for Ontario wildfires, fires, pledging and pledges his funding. The thing is, though, you did cut wildfire you know, wildfire fighters funding. All right, so you're to blame for this. Ontario Premier Doug Ford is blaming campfires and lighting strikes for the ongoing wildfires across North Ontario and is promising to provide much funding as necessary to help firefighters get the blaze under control. A report by the Canadian Interagency Forest Fire Centre, the, uh, the CWFC, an agency that coordinates Canada's interprovisional fire responses said 25 fires were out of control in the province on Monday with more than 20,000 hectares on fire. Drifting smoke from the wildfires triggered special air quality advisories for large spots of Ontario with Environment, Environment Canada warning of high levels of air pollution that can be harmful to everyone's health, even at low concentrations. At Queen's Park, Premier Doug Ford acknowledged the major impact of the blanket of the smoke across the greater Toronto area, but said the province is responding in full force with 142 fire ranger crews, 28 aircraft, and nine heavy water bombers. My number one goal is to make sure that the communities and the people are safe, Premier Ford said. We will spare no expense to make sure that we Support our firefighters and our communities. The Ford government is also facing questions about the impact of climate change on the intensity and timing of wildfire season. Season, after a government minister placed the blame on human interactions during question period, NT NDP leader Merritt Stiles claimed that it isn't an ordinary fire season and expressed concern about the new normal in Ontario as children are forced to stay indoors due to poor air quality. This is not normal with the very real impacts of climate change being felt by millions of Ontarians, Styles told the legislature. Yesterday, the Minister of Natural, Re Natural Resources and Forestry refused to acknowledge the connection between the climate crisis and the forest fires. Ford, who accused the NDP, is politicizing the wildfires, pinned the blame on the campers and the weather. I have heard approximately 50% of the fires are started by lightning strikes, and the other 50% 
are people starting a campfire and not putting out the campfires properly? Ford said, I'm asking every attorney to please do not light any campfires. When pressed, pressed on whether climate change is contributing to the current wildfire season, Ford dismissed the suggestion. Well, you know, the left is all crazy about climate change. Wouldn't this be a proof of climate change? Okay. Smoke that is, you know, at dangerous levels. Okay. Smoke that is hurting people's eyes and, <coughs> sorry, having, and they're having trouble breathing. They happen every single year, similar to the floods, Ford said. The wildfires are start every single year. Like I said, he's the one who cut the funding. So he the first thing that should be coming out of his mouth is like, you know what? I apologize for, start for slashing the funding. That's going to come out. But anyway, what do you guys think about this? What are your thoughts about this uh, situation right here? Has Canada dropped the ball? Let me know. Like, share, comment, and subscribe later.